island is just trying to provide the most tropically awesome holiday I can for you. You do know it's not tropical. It's just like beach and bush. No, I don't want to hear it. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hole at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's Nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbours CJ, Kate and Bea Let's get the neighbours Hello this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast, talking you through the recent Neighbours episodes that we have consumed. I'm Vaya, a TV writer that cannot suspend disbelief, here with Kate, who tweets about Neighbours at Remude on Twitter. Hi, everybody. And Catherine Jones, better known as CJ, the hot mess mum. Hi. Hi. We are in Melbourne's mobile pirate net studios in, I can't remember what we say for your house, Kate, but I'd like to say that we're in Carl's Greenhouse because... You're partial to a Kate's plant rant. Okay, okay. I I feel like was it the wellness centre? It was the towel the, the towel room at the what was it the multi-purpose utility yeah, room? Yeah, but they don't use that set much anymore. <laughs> well, we don't use this set very much anymore, no. do we? Kate's our resident botanical expert. So hang on, maybe we're in Millsy's um, like terrorist planning room. Oh, oh the, the storage cage. Actually, the, the decor is not dissimilar. I feel the time is limited on that space too. Yeah, so well, let's take advantage of it mm-hmm. while we can, while we've got the keys, while no one and no one is looking at the security cameras to see what sort of chemical equipment we're carting in and out. We could have recorded in there for the last year. No one would have known. How's that? We'll get to it. But how's keeping up the rent on your storage unit? They are not cheap. No, no. That, that would have been – I've seen Storage Wars on Foxtel. Mm. All that crap would have been turfed out. With the first unpaid bill, no, but that no, oh. old mate, whatever his name was, the sugar daddy, sugar daddy, yeah. he said that they paid like a year in advance, two uh-huh. years, two years, there. wow, incredible. Which is look, it's very intelligent, but I must say, he was working with a criminal mastermind whose brain was about to explode, so he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Mm. It's like better lock down that storage unit, yeah. lease, get your American Express card out, Finn. I bought a biscuit today called Finn's Crisps. Have you ever had them? <laughs> No, They're from some place that I assume his Finland? brother's buried under. Do you eat them and then want to kill people? I mean, they're very low in carbs, so you don't actually feel um, very positive after them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I pretty much bought them just because I'm like, oh, it's Finn Biscuits. One of the few people who's positive about what's, what well, Finn's bringing. I don't want to like get into business you know, so quickly, but... I'm just loving Evil Finn back again because the mm. past few months he's just been annoyingly bland. Yeah, now it's just his girlfriend that's bland. <laughs> no, he's just like, I'm really not interested in any of your shit. Come on, let me move on. Oh, just every time Harlow comes up and like, let's talk about my problems. He's like, oh, God. No. <sighs> well, do it. Don't do it. I don't care. It's like, I've got to go do my tinkering in my shed. Yeah, I've got like a Bunsen burner in there, doesn't he? <laughs> he's got like his Breaking Bad caravan. <laughs> Okay, before that kind of business, we need to do Neighbours Council business. It's a bumper edition. The business, again. And listen out for the end of the segment, because thanks to Melanie for giving me a little piece of audio from one Paul Robinson to end off business. So listen out for it. Thanks, Mel. Starting with... Patreon shout out, patreon.com slash neighbourspod, new patron, Doug. Oh, welcome, Doug. Ghost Doug. Doug. Yeah, Ghost Doug. It's a pleasure to have you aboard. There's bonus episodes there, Buddy Watch, if you'd like, and Lens videos that I post every week before or after we record. Now I feel bad that we didn't call my house the dugout. We can call it whatever we want. This is fictional, what we're doing. (laughs) The the, the theatre of the mind that we're building. 
Now, annoying item of business for a lot of our audience is that the special events that Neighbours was hosting in London have been cancelled because of the coronavirus. It's one of those things that everyone understands why it had to be cancelled because you've got to protect the talent. You do. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no, like that's, that is number one. I mean, we obviously we don't want to get anybody sick, you know, in the audience or whatever, but seriously, the implications, imagine if we like lost Carl and, imagine actually if we lost Carl and Sue's. Mm. Oh, ain't no. no ain't no public appearance no. worth that. No one's coming back from that. But it's bloody it's a kick in the pants. It's friend of the show Spicy Ben described it as it, he's been in a bit of a midge all week, which I really oh. enjoyed. He's like it's not quite a mood, it's a midge. <laughs> but but they they did announce that they're going to um reschedule them to the 25th of October. Yes. It's just right. a li- it's very annoying for people that have put money into transit yes. and accommodation. Yeah. So I hope you all get windfalls somehow. I hope the universe balances it out for you financially. It's bloody annoying. But some of the Neighbours Council members, our Facebook group, are going to have a meet-up at a pub near where the theatre was going to have the event. So join the Neighbours Council and look up a thread posted by Andy and there's some details there of how you can meet some other council members Um, and have a drink. BYO your own mask. Yeah, go in safety and take yeah take your regular precautions. And can you know how we went live to you from the red carpet? Can you guys come live to us? Yeah, let's live stream yeah, some people. Yeah, you know we might be asleep or something, but whatever. Just yeah. just come on in and we'll we'll watch it as yeah. soon as we can. But yeah, I'd love to like be there. And because like I can't, let's make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give you the content that neighbors can't provide. However, neighbors is providing content because they launched a new podcast. They did. Called Ramsey yeah. Beat, which sounds like a very festive night at Backlane Bar, I must say. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but um, it's it a, was yeah. really interesting. It's a behind the scenes chat. It's completely different to ours. So I think it. Well, there's nothing like ours. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard it. I love the name because it's like. Like Degrassi, it's like it sounds like the newspaper that would be in Degrassi. Yeah, it makes me think of Doctor Beat from um, by Miami Sound Machine. Yeah, that was Doctor Doctor Beat. That's my alarm at the moment on my ah. phone. <laughs> Glory Estefan, it's the best. Anyway, they're interviewing some Jason Herbison. Yeah, crew members, producers. I think it's running through the thirty fifth anniversary. Which is fun. Hopefully, they'll be they can do more podcasting stuff in the future. And it's and always interesting to kind of see into the neighbor's sausage factory as well, isn't it? Definitely. And we're going to actually talk to a soap writer in the coming podcast episodes we put out. So there's a never-ending list of questions we have for the people that make soap. And another addition that is expected, and we're not going to make a huge deal about it, but there's going to be a fourth neighbor there is. that's mm-hmm. joining the fold. Which which have us is having a neighbor. It's the person that hasn't yet had a neighbor. <gasps> and does her name start with a V? Potentially. But um, I'm trying to template it on the internet. So I work, I'm a freelancer in showbiz and I'm beholden to the patriarchy and I'm very, very paranoid about no one ever offering me work again because I've mm. been in positions where I've seen it happen to people that are like, oh, she can't work on that. So I'm very paranoid about putting a lot of stuff on the internet. But one of my biggest worries is I can't, like, I, we need to be able, I want to talk to the neighbours, podcasting neighbours. I know, like, fam. dude, dude, don't downplay this. This is freaking awesome news okay, and we're so excited for you. Also, another alternative, if the world would like us to celebrate a fourth neighbour, we could get maybe like 6,000 patrons and then that would probably do it, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I'll put that on my registry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You should. But it's going to be Baby Carl or Baby Susan. Oh. oh yeah. Classic. So, Baby Coos on the way in within three months. 
Listeners, guess how she announced to us? In very similar attire to the promotional image you're seeing on this podcast. Was it when we were in this room last time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just rolled out in the old caftan. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even think I had to say anything. When you, when you, like, you're not a caftan lady. They just both cried. (laughs) Yeah, we did. So basically what I'm saying to you, listener, is feel free to slide into my DMs, congratulate me, like, etc. Send an email, neighbourspod at gmail.com, all for it. But try not to, like, tag me in big, crazy posts. Yeah, don't tag her in, like, baby sales. (laughs) Their mum tagged me in some, like, tattoo sleeve onesie you can get for babies. She's like... This seems like your style. No, she, she thought she wanted to prank my dad, who she's been divorced from for thirty-five years. She's like, go around to <laughs> go around to Papu's house in this, and I'm just like, great, they're going to troll each other. Okay, you know what you need to do, which is what I did when I was pregnant, which was make sure that you have to approve every tag. I've done that. Yeah, that's yep. on Facebook. The council's good because we're like a little yeah, we're a private community. Private community. It's just. Yeah, no one to tell digital spy. It's like it's yeah. like it's oh not like it's not a slow news day for them. Maybe you're going to be on the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> but Vaya has been pushing through, like fighting pregnancy fatigue, and you've been doing a bang up job, mate. Like this, but, this summer, where I was like, "Come on, we can do it, we can do yeah. it." Go listen to the October November episodes of this podcast, and me going, "All right." Let's go. Okay. My neighbours this way. And I'm like, no, no, we could harness that energy because we may have to have a few weeks off. And there's little Easter eggs in there. Anytime anything came up with Ellie's baby, I had some opinions that were thinly veiled. But anyway, baby coos on the horizon and it's going to be a great old time. And we are only going to stop the pod if at, we have to. If we have to. <laughs> because we got through three neighbours already through this pod. Yeah, and Kate and I both enjoyed um, podcast episodes gave us a bit of a oh yeah oh, it was nice way. to have a break I don't, I don't know how the edit's gonna happen but yeah I know well, <laughs> the best thing is KB knows how to edit now yes yeah, well and he'll owe you you yeah. know and quite you know, a bit by then and he'll have to actually listen to Neighbours for the first time yeah he, yeah, he sometimes I put it on in the car and force him to yeah. listen to I hope he appreciates my jokes <laughs> okay this is business it's not personal we are going to do a deep dive, mainly of Fridays, Friday the 13th of March 2020. Little bit of a lead up on Thursday. Look, guys, we are on the precipice mm. of Neighbours 35. Neighbours, I can't call it Neighbours Endgame. I, I don't understand it. I don't even know what it, um, movie. It's I Avengers. Get dead, get, dead Game is a great. Ooh, no, that's a it great name. It could have been called Dead Game. It's Avengers. It's Marvel yeah. comic. Do I look interested in it? I'm surprised way? they no, haven't got I think, a, I, think, I think I've died. I think I'm one of the, the three dead here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't got a cease and desist from Marvel. <laughs> they probably have and they've just lost it in the mail. Yeah. They're, they're not getting the mail anymore. I do appreciate the font they've been using for their 35 because that's an interesting font. Is it? Neighbours 35. The stamps. I still haven't got the stamps oh. yet. Are they out? They will be out. And look, trust me, they're not going to sell them. No. Yeah. Harness that neighbour's energy or harness the neighbour's energy Ost post for bringing out the coins with neighbours on it and now the stamps again. So. Cotton On still has the odd toady t-shirt. <gasps> Do you want to get one? Vea got me the white one today. Yeah, I got her and everybody needs good neighbours. Also, like Australia Post is basically running the country at the moment because they've got all the toilet paper. Yes. I went into one the other day to buy a TV Week. Oh, I've got the TV Week because Toadfish is front and centre. I'll come grab it. It's in my room. Page. Hang on. I'm torn because obviously it's riddled with spoilers. So, see, what gets me is they've been so free and easy with these kind of things. It can't all be real. 
they can't put misinformation. They can't put fake news out there on the TV Week. Oh, are you trying to tell me that the TV Week can't report something inappropriate? There's like, I reckon there's at least 10 pages of this magazine devoted to neighbours. Samazan's got his own page. All I want to do is congratulate all of their PR work because yeah. they've done, I mean, this to get this amount of stuff in such a stellar pu- publication. Former, former father confirms that he is a full-time firefighter. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well done. A- What's his real name? Andrew Morley. Great. He's um, a paid firefighter now. He was originally a volunteer. Mm. So I'm going to be bloody spitting chips if there's not a scene with Harlow and Sky in it. What's the relation? Steph Mack is Gemma Donovan's aunt. But yeah, so what I reckon is I think that there's a lot of dream sequences. Oh. And that some of these shots that they're leaking are actually from... Uh, like psychotic episodes. Yes. Interesting. Because uh, Finn had a dream this week that he and Ellie were like happily together raising baby Aster. And we've seen a couple of shots of that weird, um, you know, when he's sleeping with B and he, he has Ellie's. That that was in one of the promos. Yeah. Um, which is uh, it's very like, being John Malkovich situation there. Can I just say that the TV week has changed a lot since I used to read it back in the <laughs> 80s? Because I, I, I remember distinctly buying the Scott and Charlene wedding edition of TV oh, week. How old? You would have been like three years old. Thank you. Um, no, I'm buying it at Coles Airport West with my dad when we go grocery shopping. I'd get TV Week every time we went, so it was like every second week. Anyway, but look, the TV guide now is over six pages for each per day. Boy, I so used th- to love a TV guide. Yeah. I used to I highlight the green yeah. guide. Same, yeah. same. But I've brainwashed Baby Madge so much that when I was reading it near her and she pointed at one of the photos and she goes, look, Mama, neighbours. And Baby Madge is on the cusp of five years old. Yes, and she actually she actually just recognised the Neighbours logo. Perfect. Like, man, we've, we've, we've succeeded, guys. Yeah. Genetically, both she understands fonts and neighbours. So it's a perfect <laughs> storm there. Yeah. So it's it's a frenzy. I'm very nervous about how what it's, what's going to unfold next week. The early episodes in Australia, 6.30pm, will feature the Wedding Expo stuff. And then 7pm will roll into the Drama Island situation. Sarah on The Art of Neighbours did an amazing art that I loved this week, which was her theory of what if all the stuff on the island is Finn just having a lovely time and doing like an obstacle course and having games (laughs) and he's just playing hide and seek and having fun and all the deaths and craziness happens at the weddings. Maybe. I would love that more than anything. I just, I'm I'm scared. It's a bit dark for Neighbours. Like, you know, shallow graves. There's not anything they won't do, though. Yeah, because basically we'll get to it, but the end of the week is a man plotting the murder of his lover. That was that left me feeling uneasy. Yeah, with given recent headlines, given regular headlines yeah. about women dying at the hand of hands of their partners, mm. it was quite confronting. Torn from the headlines, neighbours, victims unit. Oh. I think, okay, I've decided there was one little bit in the promo where Ali said, don't you hurt her. So I reckon she's going to die protecting Asta. Oh, Oh, God, he's not going to kill Asta. No, but he might tell her he's going to to get whatever. And then Ellie jumps in to protect her. Doesn't that sound like Ellie would say that's about B? Sounds like it's about B. I I think it's it's, it's one step too far if if he's threatening to kill a baby. Like, that's far out, man. Maybe, but also he's psychotic. He was going to kill all of the children in the school. Yeah. This is but they just weren't a few ones he was early. related to. And look, to be fair, Aaron Sparrow does have the fair shitbag quotient. 
you just survival of the fittest if they knock yeah. out the whole high school. He's like, he's like Dexter. He wants Sorry, to Kirsch. take out the other bad kids. Let's get some fun stuff done, though. In the lead up to Friday, Tarage has been slowly connecting the dots, so slowly, that Paul had composed this letter, fake catfish letter to Jane to make her think that her catfish had loved, always loved her and meant well, just needed her money. But wasn't, he, wasn't that like a storyline on The Simpsons once? It was like, oh, and then your name will drift on in the breeze or something like that. Paul's recycled – look, I'm all about zero waste and reducing our footprint, but Paul is reusing his marriage vows to write pretend letters to Jane to Jesus, spare her Paul. feelings. So just do what I would do in this situation. Hop on the Googs for a great farewell letter. See, I was thinking it's kind of a compliment to Therese that is like he can't he can't think of anything more loving to say than what he, they said there. But also I love that like her first response was really basic. Like, well, obviously you love Jane. And then she's gone down the, the trap of, well, you should have told me that you spent all the money. And I agree with that. And then, you know, how dare you use my vows in a fake love letter. But also like, I think at the end of the day, she's looking and thinking, well, that was really nice of you. To, yeah. To, you know what I mean? And I think Therese just wishes she that he'd instead of his immediate reaction being to hide the thing he's doing with his Saturday afternoons on his laptop, that he was sharing and they could do it together. Yeah. Because Therese obviously cares about Jane too. Look, we did get a bit of Therese, mm. ra- Val rage, which is I appreciated. Why have you written Jane a letter as Richard? And why have you used our wedding vows in it? I was always going to tell you. Oh, where have I heard that before? Oh, come on, Therese, this is different. Come on. How? And that's not Paul mistreating his partner. That's just him being a bit of a buffoon and then her pointing that out. It is strange that this all came out because Dippy was hanging out with Therese and Tarage's kitchen. Like, when, yeah. when did that start happening? Dippy came along to the party because it was an engagement party and she thought her mate Jane couldn't cope with that. It, who's the engaged couple, CJ? Mark and Lucy. Mark Gottlieb. A sex god. What, what, did, what did you call him? Love Luke God. Carpenter? Love God. I didn't, call Carpenter. Him, I didn't call him a bloody love God, did no, I? No, but his name. His, his name, name means that. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, because I read that as more as I love God, not love God. Oh, it's, I, I read love God. It's open oh, to interpretation. Yeah. So they have turned one difficult kiss and some couch sex into a marriage. And I was wondering, they misplaced some office supplies in that. <gasps> that was, okay, this is controversial because I thought that they were somehow having a – Using a stapler as a sex toy? A mm. stapler? And there was something else. Was that a ruler? Yeah, so they misplaced mm. the ruler, which I my first thought Oof. was it's between the ass cheeks. I was going to say, yeah, get down to Erinsborough Hospital. For uh, an- check, <laughs> check between your cheeks. Always check between the cheeks, guys. And then Pierce. I think he got copped one right up there too when he sat down on but, the couch. But the other thing I thought was a stapler, other people were saying it was a hole punch. All what of it-, it is a worry. What the hell were they doing with it? I can't think of anything feasible. Well, it's the best she's ever had, she said. Has she found Gary yet? Because apparently he's even better than everyone. I think Lucy just needs Lucy to... Lucy Gary, I love that. Yes. And also, she's, she's got the Robinson connection. She is the next logical choice. I think Lucy could maybe pop onto Tinder a bit more in New York, head over to Wall Street around knock-off drinks time, and I think she should have done a bit more of that out there. She doesn't even need to do that. I've been to Wall Street in a financial crisis. They're drinking at noon. <laughs> um, You could... Any time of the day, she could probably find a few. But look, what kind of shit mother gets married to someone before they've even met your child? Oh, that's risky, yeah. And we don't even know, like, what he's like. She doesn't know anything about that. 
Like all she knows is that he like still has a love thing for God, and he he cooks. But he's a successful restaurateur, isn't he? Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like he's kind of like a Shannon, who's made a lot of oh, husband. Shannon Bennett, Shannon Bennett's type figure, apparently. Well, now he's going to be like that other one, the one that's on the Coles ads, Curtis Stone, because he moved to New York for his lady. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. also went to your high school, Val. Yeah, I know, but also mm. he's friends with Oprah, so I think Samazan's going to have to. I mean, that's some upgrading he's going to have to do. <laughs> However, we're forgetting here. These weddings, because Lucy and Mark have put themselves forward to be the first wedding at the Lasseter's Expo. However, these are not legal ceremonies. Yeah. Uh, they're just for show, which begs the question, why do they have to get real celebrants to perform sham weddings? Like, why yeah. is Susan wasting her time? Yeah, she, she, she no, can no, go no. to the island and save everyone. <laughs> it's, it's advertising for her. She wants to be up there on her A-game, so people go... Oh, she'd be great to marry us. I'm, I'm very intrigued by Tom and Ian. Chloe's recruited a couple of couples and one of them are Tom and Ian. And clearly they're going to fall off the perch at some point to make mm. way for other couples. But I really want to meet them and get their story. They sound fun. I agree. But also how ripped off would you feel if one of the weddings was like some people that you've never, yeah. like, never heard of or never seen? I'm super excited. I would, in a heartbeat, do one of these Lasseter sham weddings if I was getting a trip to the bloody Maldives out of it. Or freaking... I would bloody strut around naked in Lasseter's. Paris. I mean, sucks to be the person that draws Rome out of the hat at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Chloe, you're going to have to rethink that one, love. Because that's the whole thing is they get a surprise holiday package. They get surprise honeymoon boxes. Yes, to a war-torn nation. Chekhov's box. (laughs) They have to open at the wedding. The other issue we have is that Gary and Prue Goo are going to do their shotgun wedding, fake wedding, at Lasseter's, and no one is interested in it. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. Sheila finally gets guilted into giving it her blessing. This leads into some incredible biffo between... Oh, yes, in this great monologue from Coyle. Yes, it's between Coyle and Gazcan, father and son. Gazcan's gone and bought a car for Prue. It's a Mitsubishi um, FTO. Yeah, which yeah. I think was like a great import from Japan. My general feeling on, on it, it's a Hoon car but it's, and it's fast. It's old. It's like a car from 1995 or something. Yeah. Kyle needs to calm the farm because like, it was a beaten up version of that car. Gazcan probably didn't spend over 1500 bucks for it. But Kyle makes the valid point that Gazcan still owes Amy a packet. That ain't coming back to Amy. <laughs> no. He said, well, I'm looking after my new wife. That's what he said. Like king shitbag, isn't he? Yeah. Amy's living in a one-bedroom studio apartment with her brother that she almost slept with. Yeah, and in the, in the, they're having to share the same bed now, mm. man. Yeah, I imagine what's happening there. It's pretty rough over there. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's by choice, but yeah. Yeah. Quite a lot of moments of pure gold. It, it's quite an intense fight scene, but in and amongst it, you've got Gary writing his vows to Prue and then Sheila looking over and going, Gary, that's the most you've ever written. <laughs> Oh. Even your bail application wasn't that long. <laughs> At one point, Cole calls his dad the biggest idiot in town. That woman is all over the place. She lies, she judges people without knowing them. You can't trust her as far as you can throw her. Oh, Kyle, stop uh, this. You are wrapping yourself around her little finger. Oh, yeah, is that right? If you marry her, you'll be the biggest idiot in town. Yeah, you probably already are. <laughs> I enjoyed Kyle's speech, but also, like, it was family violence that we were watching. Yeah, true. 
I, I didn't like that. I think it was also the second instance that week. Mm. Wasn't there another one? Oh, the, actually, one of the most distressing scenes on the day before was that Papa Millsy came back to town. Of course. Oh, yeah. Finn called Trent Kelly to come down. He wanted to get the story of what happened in Colombia. And mm. we kind of got a half of the story, but we come back from an ad break. This, this is what you previously referred to as the yada, yada, yada part. Yeah, and yada, 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 and the money was gone. <laughs> That could not pay your ransom to kidnappers. And it turns out it wasn't hookers and blow. It was. Gambling. But what was the attractive woman doing in the bar then? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just in a card game. He lost the money to her in a card game. She was the, is it the croupier? <laughs> so he, he basically, it was like a Bond film, but instead of like winning, like Bond always does, he lost. Yeah. yeah. The anti-Bond. It looked Bond-esque actually, yeah. Millsy's dad. And in a very confronting scene. This was in the Grove of Trees where Kate lost her shoes, by yes. the way. And you could see behind Millsy, you could see um, Sonia's smacky caravan. Oh, just off in the Are distance. You? I took a screen cap. Yeah. And he lived there once, did, didn't he, when yeah. he was on the run? Yeah. But he kicks the shit out of his father. It was bad. Mm. Yeah, it, it was, was really bad. It, it, horrifying. It, but it was almost like he could have killed him. Yeah. But then the dad got up and he wasn't even like like wincing or puffing. He's just like, oh, man, you need to get help. He just went off. Yeah, and what are you going to do about that, Dad? Are you going to call the fuzz that your terrorist son Dude, is having an episode? You be- he barely hit you with a bloody cushion. Like, he-, he seemed completely unfazed by the shit kicking he received. And that's the problem with society. And I'm going to talk more about this moment in a segment to come later in this podcast. Mm. I think you'll guess which one it is. But to get to the unravelling of Finn is basically he goes to... Harry Sinclair in the prison in a supervised visit that is not supervised and finds out where this secret storage locker is where the two of them had conspired to... Did, did you I, note, note the significance of the combination code on no. the lock? It was 18385. <gasps> Neighbours is... Ellie's date of birth. Birthday. Oh. No, not Ellie's birthday. No, Neighbours' date of birth. But she's oh 35. My, oh, my God, I just realised she's 35 because Neighbours is 35. Ah. Me too. That happened at the same time. That happened moment. exactly. We synced our brains yeah. like our period. But she, it's her up. birthday because they're going away for her birthday. Yeah, but it's like it's the neighbor's birthday. Yeah, but it's Ellie. It's well, awesome. This, this Ellie. Was, that was the day I was due to give birth to baby Madge on. But Finn came to town originally. Yeah. Obsessed yeah. with Ali. And his co-worker, but, Harry, wanted to help him do anything, including take over the world Mm. take down a school anything pretend uh, be ableist by pretending to be a disabled person to the the point the fact that finn finds that wheelchair in that storage <laughs> unit he was cosplaying again in it later <laughs> but uh, hang on he was he was he doing that or was that just a, a, a weird dream i had I he sat down in it but also think of the logistics here finn has his aneurysm then escapes comes back takes everyone for a ride wheels himself around in this wheelchair then runs off to throw Susan and Ellie into the shipping container, then Zanzanthi, and then he gets pulled, pushed off the cliff, and then he's in a coma. Who has run the wheelchair back to the storage unit for safekeeping in this time? He's a very organised man. Also, why was he running about living in caravans? He could have just stayed in the storage locker. But I feel like when he's in there reliving old times, it reminded me, sorry for another Bond reference, but like when um, George Lazenby became Bond, the very start of that film is him kind of going around looking at in his desk drawer of the memories of his past films, which was Sean Connery. And like there's, you know, like a um, I don't know, coconut shell from like the first movie or something like that. It was it was ridiculous. So he's like, ah, oh, good times. Whereas, good my, times. whereas my frame of reference is in Return to Oz when Dorothy comes in and finds remnants of 
Not the, finds the Toto's corpse. Yeah, the first Wizard of Oz film. Yeah, like bits of the scarecrow and stuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's grim. It's grim. Into Fridays, again, we kick off with the aftermath of this Gary Kyle row, like hell of a row. Sheila's screaming at them to shut up. I really felt for her, actually, because she's trying to break up these two grown men. You don't want to have a fight on the street. Like, there's no dignity in that. Not at all. And then with um, Harlow watching on. Harlow's got, like, a sad incident with her mum. Because she found out that she's, well, she's not technically still in the order. But she got kicked out of the order because she's not paying her bills. Prue is the first person in the history of time that has been evicted from a cult. Yep. (laughs) Usually it works the other way. And so she is trying to marry Gary for his money, maybe? That sounds like a reality show title. I want to marry Gary. It was (laughs) I want to marry Harry. Where they had the Oh, that was great. The fake Prince Harry look alike. (laughs) I don't know why. She said, marry Pierce or something. Why would you want to marry? Because Pierce is all about the posing and the Instagram and the doing 14 laps a day of... By the way, in the last 14 days, I can't remember which day, he had an excellent joke. He came up when Hendrix was sad and he said, I know leg day's hard. And now every time I go to the gym and do leg day, I think of that. So Harlow's reluctant about this whole thing because her mum wants her to be the maid of honour and be part of this sham wedding and Prue's so like, tiresome. but no. And Harlow's going to the island. No. She's too young. Because Hendrix wants to go, but Pierce and Chloe won't let him. Because he, he'd be it's the crazy. handbrake. Oh, they're doing some great parenting now, <laughs> aren't they? But I feel like she's in photos in things. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. She okay. is in photos. They're putting some creepy ass bloody Instagram stories up neighbours at the no, moment. No, but maybe if your theory on Finn's psychosis is true, maybe that like he's just hallucinating her there because he's got like, he's been seeing a lot of her recently. He has been. Maybe actually, Xanthi, Z- I keep calling her Xanthi because I'm having Finn triggers. Harlow keeps trying to make Finn do psychology study with her and he's like, mate, i got a lot on my brain at the minute. I can't, well, he said that in one of the episodes. He said, I don't have any brain space for this at the moment. And she's like, but, but I've got like, psychology at period five tomorrow. And she's like, should I go? Should I go to the wedding? I don't know. And he's like, well, then don't go. And she's like, oh, but I feel like I really should. And he's like, well, then do it. And he couldn't give less of a shit. And he, he gets the literal shakes, spills his orange juice, and then reaches for the paper towels Mm. Under a, the Barbie. Yeah. And so you're like, in this day and age, you do not wish to be revealing where your hidden cache of um, mm. wipeable paper product is. <laughs> well, that's why Harlow clocks it. She's like, hang on, how did you know where the paper towels were kept? So I think she's now seeing that the wheels are coming off the cart and maybe she tries to warn the islanders. To be fair to him, that that's a pretty swish barbecue, like having those nice cupboards underneath. If I'd knock something over, I'd go, I might have a look under here because like, hmm. people always need paper towel to wipe up grease at a barbecue. But I think at the end of the day, like she could possibly warn people about what's happening, but she's starting to question him. He didn't like that when she questioned no. him. She's used to her mum being an A-grade bullshitter, so mm. she can recognise a bullshitter. And daughter of a psycho killer. Mm. At one point, Finn says, I bet, I bet your dad knows how that feels when people question whether you're telling the truth and so forth. So he's trying to hit her where it hurts yeah. as well. Cuts deep. So, I, yeah, I can imagine that if he does have any psychosis type things, why she would star. Coyle, meanwhile, I thought his reaction to his father's wedding is over the top. I think at this stage in your life, you'd be like, all right, dad, 
you're going to make a mistake, fine. But still, I reckon it's fair enough to go, I'm not coming. Yeah, it's fine to go, I'm not coming, but yeah. don't beat your dad up. Don't, maybe don't get over the top. Don't be just being like, I don't care. You're yeah. an adult. I just don't need to be there. Actually, Gary threw the first punch. He did. Gary hit his something. That is classic as can. Mm. So. I've got no time for excusing Gary this week. <laughs> great, great. Coyle is drowning his sorrows at the 82 with Roxy, which mm. I think is a lovely friendship. And he calls it when she says she's a hot mess. He says, you're not that hot. I was thinking of you. Thanks for talking me around. That's what having a hot mess for a friend is for. Yeah, you're not that hot. Except you are that hot, CJ. Thank you, thank you but I also love that because she is that hot. Obviously, she's like 100 times hotter than any human. Um, but he's just not, I don't know, like he's just treating her very unlevel. Yeah. He's not treating her like she's any different from him. And she's trying to G him up to go to the island like it's going to be a tropical paradise. There's going to be a Mulloway. Coyle has to remind her, and he goes, it's just beach and bush. Like, that's what we're saying. It's going to be rugged Victorian coastline. Yeah, oh, that bee's bikini that's in her suitcase. As a Good, si- though, because she's going to be in a hole in the ground. Oh. As a side note, I saw on social media this week that you went to Colac. I did. I went to Colac. I went to the home of the toadfish. Wow. Why? So there was a round of um, pre-season football games in the country to help raise money for um, drought, fire, etc., so my team, Essendon, which is Toadie's team, played Geelong, which is the team that I think Toadie should have supported yeah. because it's the closest town to Colac. Which is common for people to barrack for their local team, but things do often get mixed up with familial lines. Like maybe Angie came in and she barracked for Essendon and then she passed it down to Toadie. I must say I was wrong when I was there. There was a lot of local Essendon supporters that I never thought mm. would have been there. So they were obviously all Rebecca's. <laughs> and also it- there's a lot of people down there who just goddamn hate Geelong. Yes. It's like my husband's from Sydney and he hates the Sydney Swans. Yeah. He's like, like anyone a, but. Um, yeah, like you have a hate read yeah. on blogs and that. It's like a hate follow. Yeah. But the best part of you going to Colac as you were telling us tonight about the petting zoo the Colac petting zoo yes what did they have at the petting zoo they had a cat <laughs> I've got a couple of petting zoos at my joint <laughs> they also had a sheep I don't want to hear about the sheep every, every petting zoo's got a bloody sheep a cat it just slept it was just like whatever I'll let you guys just do your thing I'm gonna sleep <laughs> this has given us a bit more of Rebecca context I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how far away out of Melbourne was that drive two hours yeah yeah um, and you don't even get a beach for that? <laughs> no, you definitely don't get a beach. You get some good food. I had some excellent hot chips. I feel like there'd be a best and less in Colac too. I went to Country Target. Oh, Country Target. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Because I had to buy um, Target. emergency more... sleep preparations for my child because I left them at home. It still makes no sense why Angie or Becky hasn't come in to look in on her widow or son. Yes. Yeah. Okay, over at the Ken Den, Kennedy household, Finn is, again, being a massive douche to his girlfriend, B. He's looking at her with such disdain. She looks bloody, like, nearly identical to Ellie, mate. Just compromise. Yeah, just be like, I got the younger, shorter one. Oh, well. I'm in my mid-30s. She can sing. She's in her early 20s. If you're not loving her, if you're not vibing on it, cut her loose, cut yourself loose. You don't have kids. You don't have a mortgage. Like, there's no complications. He is chained to the house. I feel, Metaphorically. Like, I feel like B's got some prospects as well, as opposed to Ellie, who doesn't have any prospects. B is um, an amazingly talented singer and songwriter. She is um, nearly a fully qualified mechanic. She has her boat license. Mm. She is ready for this world. 
also she hasn't written a song in a while and this could really help her out get some material she did a cover this week she did a cover because i I was was like oh i know that one of my favorite songs i was so obsessed with that texas Mm -hmm. say what you want scottish band tiny tiny little sidebar Mm -hmm. of kennedy business because lately kate and i've been enjoying the mundane Kennedy lifestyle touches oh, like the a, light there was, bulb. There was, a, there was a great Easter egg this week. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago they were trying to buy light bulbs. This time Susan couldn't find her reading glasses because Carl keeps borrowing them because his prescriptions run out. His private health benefits haven't kicked in for the year oh, he's yet. Got, yeah, he's, yeah, that is strange. But it's okay because he can use Susan's because they are the right prescription. <gasps> That's awesome. I was like, I did the... Can I just say that a doctor needs to be able to see and he should just buy glasses? I look, no, no, I looked at that and I go, dude, just do what my parents do and go to a bloody $2 shop and buy some of those, you know, plus one, plus one and a half, plus two and glasses. Can we just dial it back a bit to the pot kettle over here, CJ, who wore sticky taped glasses for two weeks until her prescription rolled over for the new year? I don't get screwdrivers out and do brain surgery ever. <laughs> This is a valid point. Loved that touch. I'm scared because with all this drama, we're not going to get much of that gear to come. No, we're not. What's going to be the ceramic pig <laughs> next week? Far out. Oh, there better oh. be one. No, it'll be like a goofy wedding. Oh, oh Mark and Lucy. Tom and Ian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope it's, hope Tom and Ian is someone we know, like the keyboardist in B's musical act. Or just like a celebrity ship in. Like a goggle box person or something like Tom that. Tom and Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Someone, something like that would be very nice. I just feel bad this week. There's been a bit of chatter online about the, the worst kiss in history, which we, we ragged on a bit last yeah. week. But, you know, like Bruce Samazan's a real estate agent and Alyssa Bell, like, owns her own fashion shop. And I just feel like, mate, you if you put me in front of the cameras, I would give you the worst kiss in history. It'd be worse than that. I'd be like... I'd have like a stone face looking pain. You haven't had to fake kiss someone for two decades. Like we're grateful for their time and their effort. I'm so thrilled just to see their faces. And you know what? You know who else kissed this week? Paige and Mark. And you know what? That was a terrible kiss, I thought. Another closed-lipped kiss. No, except for Paige's tongue slipped right out and straight in there. Oh, Oh, I I missed that. Did you spend some special time with this? No, I, I just... I, was, it's I, didn't I, even, I didn't even notice. It's because I was watching on my iPad. It was uh, very close to my face. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this was hot off the um, – what's that TV show she's in? Playing for Keeps. Yeah, this is hot off the Playing for Keeps role. Yeah, she was raunch. Primed. But it was not sexual. It was, it was a strange kiss. I would love that because Mark, Mark hasn't done some time on Playing for Keeps or anything. He'd be like, gosh, you've leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't what I'm used to. Yeah, so I just think these two are match fit and Mark and Lucy are out of the game. So everyone, like Eve Maury needs to, to get everybody together for a little workshop. Those two yep. had to like play bloody sex games in Tarage's office. Like, man, like they're pushing pushing it up. Also, it's weird to kiss a stranger. And like these people, like they're just some guy they used to work with, some woman they used to work with. Imagine if you had to kiss someone you used to work with. Um, okay. Also, I mean, I have. Imagine I've, that. <laughs> I've got a plot hole here. Jane referred to Lucy and Mark as being two of her oldest friends. Jane wasn't around when Mark was on screen, so I don't know. How do, how do they know each other? Well, we do know that Jane is partial to an online relationship, so mm. maybe they had quite a um, – I mean, she knew Lucy, so maybe she had quite an involved email correspondence oh, with Mark. Pen pals. 
Maybe like when, when she was like doing her cam girl work as hardcore Harris. Oh. <laughs> That's when he was like one of her main subscribers. Yeah. It's really going to kill it because you will unsubscribe now. So following that path with Paige and Mark, I felt like I missed a beat here because he said he was going to stay on in Melbourne and suddenly they're back together, but they haven't kissed. They were just starting to go on dates again, but I didn't know they had decided they were romantically linked again. Oh, um, but also the other members of the, the Brennan clan were trying to set them up to fast track their relationship, yeah. giving all sorts of tips, which really worried me considering all the, you know, coronavirus, you know, precautions that we're all having to kind of follow now. And it was mm. all like, order a drink, but just like order one drink and then you can share like that one drink, which was weird. Like when they got to the cafe and he like brings back one smoothie and she goes, what, you only got one drink? I'd be like, oh, fucking great. Now I have to go and get Which one too. What she did, she got straight up. and No, no, but she went to go and get another straw. Yeah. Oh. I'd be like, well, screw you, mate. And What, what if, did you forget about? And it? I don't want a vanilla, vanilla smoothie. I wanted green juice. Like, yeah. uh, Do you think you get to look like that, having vanilla smoothies exactly. all the time? No. She's probably having celery juice every morning. <laughs> I thought I missed, maybe there was a scene cut because I just felt like it was suddenly back on and I didn't realise. But anyway, by the end of the episode, they play a game called Death by Dice, which worried me. Okay, so just make sure you lean in really close to her and then, like, sneeze in her face. Just like with Harlow. Maybe she was giving Hendrix the corona. Yeah, she's playing the long game. <laughs> I'm going to win this feud. See, the thing is, by the way, I love – so Harlow at one point addresses that it's weird that they're not fighting anymore. With Hendrix. Yeah, and she says that to Therese, who is in the ultimate version of that relationship. But they still fight. They, they yeah. fought this week. I love that they're addressing that because they're addressing the fact that after a couple get together, it's it's a little bit boring for everyone. Mm. And so they just like flat out like announced, oh, this relationship's going to be boring now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the movies and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and he will do anything. He's coming over to do homework this week, which Hendrix does not seem like that type. It was very cute. Oh, I did oh, like I it. I love him. I loved how supportive he was with um, Harlow and Prue because mm. he knows Prue's a bloody nutbag and yeah. isn't nice to her daughter. And he's like 17 only just acquired parents. So. Yeah. Back on the prescription train for a second, Mark gets a call from Brother Tyler in Adelaide and he can't find his ailing mother's prescription. And Mark rants like it's in the side table where we always keep the prescriptions. I'm like, far out, man. Yeah, he's, he's shit, Tyler, isn't he? What a waste of space. Oh, really? Like, you're angry at, uh, you're yeah. angry at Tyler? Yeah, yeah. He's, I feel sorry for Mark that he actually can't leave and go on a holiday or for something. For one week in a neighbouring state without his younger brother not being able to medicate his mother as needed. To be fair, he went for one afternoon and still hasn't come home <laughs> a fortnight later. I feel like, look, had he known, he would have organised better. He would have gotten the, the repeat in. And, yeah. yeah. No, but also, Tyler, Tyler's shithouse. At least get Piper on the phone. The mother's just had a fall. Tyler's in a stressful situation. I mean, I can never find anything in my house, so I don't know what's going on there. Unless Piper's making cleaning videos, it's probably a mess. And um, <laughs> she probably is. She's reorganised the pantry. That's the problem. <laughs> She's been. She picked up this medication and went. Does this bring me joy? No. Yeah. And then it's gone. But it's going to be great for content. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought he was a little bit unfair to Tyler. Oh God! Yeah, no. Of course you do. <laughs> no, but I mean. He's an adult. He's not Hendrix's age. He and, should be able to handle this shit. The kicker was they have a draw for the prescription. Of course they do. Mark's running the place. Yes. Yeah. If they didn't have that, I'd be like, 
go easy on Tyler. I can never find bits of paper. I, I feel sorry for Mark that he's having to bloody parent his adult brother. Like, yeah. he's not only having to be a caregiver to his, like, ailing mother, he's having to, like, be a bloody caregiver but to his brother. Look, I do take the point, CJ's point, that Piper probably has rearranged everything and messed with the system. And that's unfair. But then now Paige and Mark have to come to this realisation. They they hook up again. Then they have to decide, well, is our life in Adelaide or is our life on the Gold Coast? Or is our life not together? But Paige opts ultimately for long distance, which I think is admirable. Also, I think it's going to work with her new um, lifestyle. Yeah, she says, well, Jack is going to co-parent, so I'll be able to fly down. Can't Jack actually just choose a parish in Adelaide? I think that would be more likely. I think that's yeah, what's going to happen. What's Paige's job or lifestyle in Gold Coast apart oh, from influencer tanning? It would be, would, yeah. She went to uni. She did women's studies for she a did. term, didn't she? I don't think she finished uni, though. Clearly. I don't think she's yeah. finished much in her life. I, don't, yeah. no. I would like to know, before they wrap up this story, I would like to know what Paige's kind of aspirations are. I mean, she, was a, she had that boxing bag. Maybe she could be like a boxing instructor. Mm. She was a good EA to Trage. And she slipped straight back into that. She's back mm. one day. She's like, Trage, how can I help you? Maybe she works at Lasseter's Gold Coast. Hangs out with Madison. Yeah. Well, no, she's too good for Madison, let's be honest. But, you know, says hi to her while that she's yeah. doing her crooning in the hallway, in yeah. the foyer. She takes a photo. Okay. So, I thought that was nice. It's nice. They don't just go, let's pack up our life and go into state. It's like, well, my life's there. Your life's there. For a while before we see what happens, let's just do long distance and be adults and figure it out. I mean, they're probably going to die next week, so. Oh, don't. Hang on. Don't. I know we don't like to do spoilers, but I did read TV Week, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about a whole heap of different things next week, and we, we will gloss over this, but they've brought back the same actor to play Gigantor that they've had since the start. This picture is glorious. He is a full toddler now. That's a bit exciting that they got back. He's a returning character. He better be in that bloody list of people returning. The to 11 returnees. Yeah. Gigantor. He probably is. Yeah. I feel a bit roped off by that, to be honest. <laughs> And if I don't get to see some art next week of him, like, King Kong size, towering yeah. over the, the teeny tiny wedding, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, get your apps out. You Doodle's a good one if you need one. Art of Neighbours on Facebook. Now, there's so much far out. It's jam bloody packed. We spot Stephanie McIntosh. We do. Friend of the podcast. I'll link to her interview because I got to meet up with her at a lovely LA cafe opposite the Church of Scientology, by the by. I feel like there's so many of them in LA that you can't avoid exactly. them. Exactly. Really, yeah. She gave a lovely chat and was always talking really favourably about her time on Neighbours and her storylines with Lana in particular. And we know Lana's coming back, so I'll link to that interview. I think that'll be a great listen if you haven't and ever heard it. Stingray? No? He's, Bro- dead. He's dead. dead. Brother of Stingray. Stingers yeah. is dead. But yeah. Sky Mangle, did date both of them. Cool. Yeah. So this has been happening for a while yeah. on Rose yeah. Street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it even goes back to Ma Acker, who dated Scott and Paul. There you of course, go. Of course. Taylor's oldest time. Finally, what I feel is the key emotion out of this week, Finn comes to the realisation. It's kind of a gradual unravelling, which I like. It's not like an immediate Jekyll and Hyde and now I am bad. Mm. When he confronts his father, he realises that one-upping someone who has wronged him, having that feeling of revenge makes him feel good. Mm. He gets positive reinforcement out of that feeling and that's what's going to be fueling his adventures next week Mm. obviously the terrifying part of it is that he immediately opens up the plan of the island the map (laughs) which is like a yeah he's got like um x-ray glasses on and he's like looking for dangerous places (laughs) 
There's only one. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, We're looking at the old Watson mine. And I remember Kate studied cartography. Grayson Global. What's so, Grayson Global? Well, is that Pierce's company? I guess it must be. It's like a soccer ball. Maybe this is, it's not the wine business. Maybe he owns Google. Maybe it's like some, it's like Google Maps. Or um, the search engine. But imagine oh, imagine instead of Googling things, they Grayson things. Oh. There. Oh. This is how he's a squillionaire. Or he keeps trying to make it happen like Bing. Like yeah. It becomes the default and like, nah. I've, I've got a new PC and it keeps making me Bing. Nah. I'm like, stop it. Kate, what are the items of interest on this map? Well, as I just said before, old Watson mine. <laughs> Um, we also have Wilcox Lake and Webb Creek. It's a uh, map with a lake, a creek, and a mine, an abandoned mine. <laughs> and F- Millsy Finn takes his red sharpie. Firstly, has a working printer in his storage container with colouring in it. I have a ha- printer in my home that I often use as a home office. Do I know if that printer's ever going to have coloured ink ready to go? Nah. Also, the, the Sharpie worked as well. Grabs his red Sharpie, circles the mine. Now, there are three things on that map. Do you think he needs to remind himself? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I'll just make a note here. Yep. Murdering. Definitely the best place out of these three locations. And he, he has come to the realisation that he loves well he we know he loves Ellie. He wants to connect with Ellie. He has this vision that he's gonna set up his family with his and become his niece's father or whatever. Oh, there's only one thing standing in his way. Because Ellie is not gonna to agree to this if B is alive. Better kill B. Oh god, it's harrowing. Like just break up with him. Robert Millsy Mills has been doing some like really methody kind of acting. Like he's changed his face structure when he was like good Finn. And like he's just looking up like Millsy now. That that crease yeah. in his forehead is like relaxed and he's just I feel I know, he looking was, a bit better. He was almost <laughs> getting more into like. kind of like former father's face. Mm. Yeah, like that kind of like clean cut. Clean cut, yes. earnest face. There's no more earnestness left, no. which I'm I'm all here for. Now he looks like he could have written Miss Vanity, you know, as bad Finn. So that's the big cliffhanger going into next week. So I loved um, a few weeks back we talked about how Friday night doesn't seem to have the cliffhangers anymore. Mm. This was like a classic oh. Friday night neighbours cliffhanger which I thought was really cool, heading straight into this 35th week where it's also Ali's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like I I love that. I can't believe it's been weeks and the penny just dropped. That was why, because we wondered why they said her date of birthday was that. Why are they saying the character's age? They never say character's age. Okay, yep. I mean, Um, it was so obvious that, I mean, you have a reason to not have thought this out and I don't. Yeah, look, I'm really worried about the um, vagueness that I have inherited. But yeah, in so recent we're, months. We're, we are all pumped for the next week. This is yeah. going to be the most exciting Neighbours Week yes. of the year. Yes, and we've got yeah. two special guests planned that we can, are going to try and wrangle next week. Before we wrap it up, yes. um, are we going to have we had any revisions in who we think the three deaths are? Oh yeah, good call. Because I reckon I've I reckon I've pinned down so my the, certainties. There's three deaths. That's what they say. Would you like me to say mine first? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're raring to go, it. Kate. I think the three deaths are going to be Finn. Oh. I think it's going to be Ellie and I think it's going to be Prue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what makes you think Prue? Because she went on The Masked Singer. <laughs> I don't think she's hanging around forever on Neighbours. I'm thinking about people who are no longer on Neighbours anymore. <laughs> and if if there is an explosion, if there's a dastardly box to be opened, I don't want Gazcan killed as well. I mean, he needs – somebody needs to be the 
Oh, but then we're going to get the whipping boy of Erinsborough. Then we're going to get dark Gazcan. Yeah, no, we're going to get Widower. Widower Gazcan. Oh shit! He's going to go through journey, and he's going to be he's going to be holding a grudge against Coil. He's going. Coil wasn't there. He's it's Kyle's gonna, fault. He's going to kick the shit out of that car. It's already got a massive dent in yeah. it. CJ, can you think of what your three? I mean, Kate has thought it out so well. I think that we know Ellie's going to die or something worse. Like, I hope worse than death. I hope Asta doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's Ali. I don't think Finn's going to die. I think Finn's going to rot away in a cell like – Like Rob Rob. Yeah. Harlow can go down and do two-for-one assignments on them. Or maybe like in Silence of the Lambs, maybe they'll just be in rooms beside each other <laughs> and she'll yes. just get like, you know, Finn flinging feces at her. I can't wait to see the costumes with the glasses that – Harlow can put on where she, you know, like takes her glasses off and, you know, postulates. Yeah. Hello, Harlow. <laughs> um, um, Ellie. Ellie, Mark and Paige. Oh, no. God. I don't even. Oh, God. And I think that. Um, Do you reckon there, will there be blood? There. That's the question. It's just all. It's only blood. Like this scene yeah. is. <laughs> it's like out of like the, the shining. Yeah. It's like the elevator yeah. doors open. It lasseters yeah. and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I Actually, I will that, rewatch that scene for years and just cry. Yeah. That was one thing I learnt off um, Ramsey Beat this week was that in their previous rating they could not show blood. Oh yeah, huh? yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I love that they made a point of saying that because mm. I feel like that's a shout out to all the neighbours online super fans and trolls. Don't feed the trolls though, guys. I'm going to stick with my initial prediction of Pierce because it's completely out of the blue. There's no hints or anything about it i just think it would be amazing to see chloe become a billionaire as a result or hendrix just become a teen billionaire oh, yeah. i was like don't kill hendrix no. we love hendrix well oh. he's still he's still gonna earn his stripes a bit with me he's being cute but he's, he's still a massive shit bag he's a puppet face also i think he's still on the tiktoks <laughs> true he's still on set yeah. You're right. Yeah, and actually, yeah, like, you know, the whole Toadie meeting Russell Brand thing and Russell Brand not appearing this week makes me feel like that is like in three months we will still be seeing Toadie. Yeah, Toadie. Well. Maybe Russell Brand's going to die. <laughs> maybe he's the tour guide. Toadie is safe as houses. We do not need to worry. If Toadie dies. Maybe the Mulloway just pulls him in. Maybe that's <laughs> that's why there's like the, the promotional pictures of him with a like gash on his head. Maybe he was just fishing and the, the fish just pulled him in and dragged him along the rocks. And that sounds legit. I mean, the reason why I think that Ali's going to, when she said don't hurt her, like maybe she's talking about B, but I just feel that they want Ali to die with pride because, I mean, she's done some, some pretty effed up things on that show. So I think they want her to be like Ali, this kind, lovely teacher lady, died saving one of her loved ones. And so God, we're already sanctifying her. and Yeah. Oh, that's, it's like the Sonya treatment yeah. all over again. Yeah. I'm going to go totally off the beaten track here because I'm bored of the – I feel like I'm being baited now with Ellie death stuff and I'm mm. like, I'm not taking the bait. I'm going to go Pierce and I'm going to go Mark, Gottlieb and Lucy. Ooh. Expendable characters will get evil Paul back for a bit because he'll be sad about his sister. Yeah. And there'll be one reigning Mark – in the Ramsey Street universe. And I reckon everyone on the island will just be severely maimed. <laughs> ding, ding. Tickets, please. <laughs> 
I'm Gary, and I've got tickets on myself. I'm the chef at the 82 Tram Cafe, Erinsborough, inviting you to come and have a gander. Pack in like it's peak hour, enjoy some native tucker and pie form, and uh, drink out of jars that Dr. Carl saved from his pasta sauce. Need to book a function? Throw a surprise wedding for your bride-to-be in a tram. We might even serve desserts with fresh cacao. Don't worry, we've given the joint a once-over since I trashed it, so stumble aboard and stuff your gob full of roadkill. The 82. We put the ding in dingus. Okay, citizen, citizen, I'm raring to go. Citizen, usually we come up with on the fly, right? Oh, yeah. we, we never pre-prepare. Can I, I mean, show you guys I my notes? Sometimes you guys might pre-prepare. <laughs> I, no. I actually had one that I tweeted. I'm going to have to go back through my tweets. Can I show you my notebook? I've mm. written it down. I never write this down. I always come up with it on the spot. Citizen, Trent Kelly, Papa Millsy, you mm. piece of shit. You have just seen your amnesiac terrorist son who's got psychotic tendencies. You've seen him snap. You've seen him snap and attack you. And do you call the police? Do you call his carers at the moment, his uh, girlfriend whose number you have, his ex-girlfriend who you know as well, and warn them and say he's dangerous, we have to get the police involved? No. This is how society is let down because we don't report toxic behaviour by dangerous men. And you have to look at the flags, report them, call people into line, not just stagger away licking your wounds. It was a terrible wound that you had, but it's unacceptable to not report this. And I'm outraged at you, Papa Millsy. I'm blaming you for all of next week. That ties into my Citizen of the Week, which I called on Tuesday, which was to Finn for his monologue to his dad, ah, telling yes. him what a shitbag mm. of a dad he was. So, bravo, Finn. I think, is that two weeks in a row that I've given him citizen? <laughs> next next well, week, it's going to be great. When he's at his absolute worst. Mm. CJ. I'm going to give it to Ali because I don't think we're going to get to do that again. <laughs> um, for, she's just getting out with that pram and doing some walks. And I never did much of that. And good on her for getting her steps up before she dies. Well done. Happy birthday, Ali. Oh, no. Should we do at this point instead of saddest but Jen Aaronsborough? In memorial. Shall we do a biggest idiot in town? Oh, yeah. And I think that is the Gary Francis Xavier Canning Award perpetual trophy. He's not a poppet face, but he's a something face. I'm scared about next week. We're going to be back to cover it with multiple guests. Mm. One of them, both of them have had appearances on the pod in some form, uh, we are neighbourspod.com. If you want to check out our other episodes, including episodes with Neighbours cast, like Steph Mack. And this is a week we're celebrating Millsy. Check out our episode with Millsy as well. And Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter. CJ. At CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram. On the gram. <laughs> and the gooks. Well, yeah. Yeah. On um, Pierce's platform. Yeah, on Grace and Gro- Global. And I am Vaya Pashos on Twitter. Vays on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs if you want to say nice things. Go for it. Or we are on the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. Plenty of chats in there. Theories bubbling away. Oh, and when Sonia passed, there was lovely chats happening in threads. I think if, Vaya, you made a note about no spoilers. Mm. I think if there wants to be episode chat, probably that's the way to go yeah, this we'll, week. Yeah, we'll start some episode-specific threads. Yeah. That's a great idea, CJ. We yeah. should do more of that. Yeah. So I'll make threads. For every day of the week. Yeah. For the first part of the episode and for the up late part of the episode. <laughs> mute what you need to mute, but we are a safe, spoiler safe zone in the Neighbours Council. We thank you for listening. Give us a rating, if you can, on Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice. And we'll chat to you guys next week. 
Bye. 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 Let me be your ruler. Ruler.